0: He is the most exciting fighter in the UFC and in mixed martial arts history, and I will not hear otherwise. He is the man who's coming off a win over Rafael Fazeev at UFC 286. Am I getting the number right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Justin Gaethje. Justin, thank you as always for the time, man. I appreciate it, and let me uh, let me start by saying congratulations, of course, on another amazing win, another amazing performance.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm enjoying the break, but yeah, it was a fun night. It was a fun night in London.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Another incredible performance. I actually tweeted out after the fight, uh, you had another bonus. That's 11 bonuses and 11 UFC fights. I said, that's right. I think it's $550,000 in total bonuses over your career. Uh, There might have been an extra one in there somewhere in terms of where they gave you more than $50,000. But I said, man, this guy deserves 10 times that as much. I mean, the bonuses are nice, man, but your performance is always kind of put on the show where people are just buzzing and and we never stopped talking about it man i know you appreciate that but i'm like man this guy deserves 10 times that much money
1: yeah no i mean um i ain't gonna complain about it but yeah it's (laughs) definitely um i'll take more um you know that's why a couple years ago i went to bat for myself and made sure i got my full paycheck you know no win no win and loss uh no win bonus um on top of you know just fighting i made sure i got my whole check and i think that's um you know, I think the two fights that I lost early on Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, were fights of the year, fight of the night, and I felt like I deserved my full paycheck for that. And so after that, uh, that was one thing that I was dead set on uh, making happen. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that, and I definitely think I deserve it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, once again, Justin, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anyone doubts you by any stretch of the imagination, but you fought kind of down a little bit here. You were fighting a guy behind you in the rankings. He was kind of the hot guy coming in, you know, coming off the big win over uh, Dos Santos and on this big winning streak. And everyone said, man, this guy, this guy could be a champion one day. And, you know, I don't, I won't say they were doubting you, but like it, it seemed like he was kind of like the, the next big thing. And, and, and this was his chance to prove it. And once again, you you went out there and showed that you're still one of the best guys in the world and you took him out, especially in that second and third round and we saw what his face looked like afterwards. Uh, I know you made this statement at the post-fight press conference about he wanted to, you know, he wanted to taste blood. Well, he tasted his own blood. So I don't know. Do you still get enjoyment of going out there and just kind of like, you know, I'm still here. I'm still one of the best guys in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely,
1: um, it feels good. Um, I certainly was being doubted, you know, by a lot of fans and then certainly by the bookkeepers, you know, to have me as such a big underdog, um, you know, I'm glad the people that believed on me were, were able to get such a big return on their bet.
0: Yeah, I'm listen. So that, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names, Justin. I'm just gonna say this: is how I picked you. Just, to, I'm, not, i not patting myself too bad, too hard on the back here, but I picked you, Justin. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's a crazy sport. You know, you're you're really only remembered by your last performance, and my last performance was subpar. Um, so I understand, you know, that mindset or that way of thinking, but. And I believe in myself. I believe that I'm uh, the top echelon of this sport in this weight class. And, you know, sometimes you got to go out there and prove it.
0: Yeah. Can I assume, I mean, I'm not, you know, obviously we're going to look to the future, but can I assume like when they came at you with Fizzy, like you didn't blink, you didn't bat an eye. I know you've never been a guy to turn down fights. But again, like it was a little, a little bit, you know, higher risk, lower reward, because again, technically he wasn't, you know, ahead of you in the rankings. He wasn't near you in the rankings. He wasn't as established of a guy. Like if you fought Poirier, you fought Connor, you fought certain guys, there's name value there. There's, there's kind of like an established veteran name there. I I just can't imagine you blinked when they said that name and you went out there and proved why.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, it was definitely a concern. It was a big risk. You know, at the end of the day, a loss to uh, the number six guy is different than a loss to the number two guy. Um, But, you know, with the the loss to Charles Oliveira, I felt like, you know, it was the rightful thing for me to do is to fight someone ranked behind me. And I thought Rafael Fiziev was the perfect matchup. Um, Not only did I think that my coach, you know, I didn't believe it as much as my coach did. You know, when my coach was talking about it, he's like, this is the fight. Um, You know, you're going to be you're going to be able to, to piece him up. And I was like, really? And yeah, I mean, with all the hard work and, you know, just trusting in my skills, I was able to go in there and
0: do just that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I ask Justin, you know, you share fight cards with teammates all the time. I know you fought, you know, with Rose Namajunas, of course, this one with Kamaru Usman. Is it, is it like, are you able to separate yourself when you go out there and you get such an emphatic win? Big moment, great moment for you personally. But then your teammate fights next and they lose, and you could say even maybe a little bit controversially. I, I thought the fight should have been scored a draw, but I'm not getting into like the 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 fight the the decision. But at the end of the day, you have to watch your teammate, you know, suffer a loss and it's a tough moment. Are you able to like still enjoy the win, or is it always a little bittersweet when you have to perform with your teammate and like you get a win and they get a loss? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't say it's bittersweet. I mean, it was sweet is what it was. Um, but you know, watching his fight and then you know talking to him after i mean it definitely you know it brings you back down to, to earth which is something that you really need after a win like that i mean it's really easy to get to get caught up in all the all the hype and believe in things that are, aren't necessarily true i mean i went in there i was perfect for 15 minutes and you know now that's over and i'm gonna have to do it again maybe for 25 but certainly for 15. Um, so you really just just take it in stride i mean um it sucked you know you you uh you're disappointed that your teammate didn't win but you know ultimately i was ecstatic that i was able to come out of there unscathed mostly and then with the win
0: yeah absolutely um after the fight justin you said something interesting because you know leading into the fight i mentioned you know the most exciting fighter in the history of the sport and i totally agree with that statement uh but you also said, you know, that you know you're you're coming towards the end. You said I'm gonna make one last run at this title. Is that something that was on your mind, like more recently? Um, and, and give me a sense, like, is it, you know, I'm not gonna peg it down in a number or anything, but like, is it just yeah. this, like, is it making one last run at the title and that's it, or, or how are you looking at this? No, I,
1: no, I think um, I've never thought about it. it What's something, you know, I'm not, it's just the fact of the matter that you know, I would say by 37, I would like to not be doing this anymore. You know, I'm 34 now um and so yeah two two three years is a long time but in the in the grand scheme of things it's it's not that long I've been doing this for 12 15 years yeah and so ultimately it is the the back end of my career in this sport um that's just the train of thought that I had you know we're so emotional after these fights that I wouldn't believe anything that we say for for a week <laughs> but um yeah it was just my thought process after like I'm not gonna be here you know, forever. So I'm glad that you guys are here to enjoy this with me. I was really talking to the fans in that moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, because when I, listen, I'm still a fan too, Justin. And when I heard that, I was like, oh no, we can't be losing Justin anytime soon. So when you say that, like it's in the moment, it's not like, hey, I got two fights left, anything crazy like that. Like you're talking, you know, this is, I mean, obviously everyone has a time limit, right? Like everyone has an expiration date, but this is not like I got two or three fights left in me kind of thing.
1: No, no, I think it was more of, um, you know, I've been a huge fan of the sport. I've followed so many athletes, um, and I've seen examples of people fighting too long, people quitting too early, people stopping just in the right moment. And, you know, I'd like to fall in that just the right moment situation. But uh, I would say, you know, as, as soon as um, I don't believe I can be the best in the world with my skills that I possess, then I don't see any reason to go in there and and risk, risk what we're risking um, each and every fight.
0: Yeah, obviously, and I said, you know, when you go through a fight with Justin Gaethje, it's like a car crash. We've heard that analogy all the time. I use it constantly when I talk about your fights. It seems like you are pretty healthy though, but you are conscious about that, I imagine. Like you're conscious about your long term health, and then in, the, in the grand scheme of things, when you're 38, 39, one day playing with your kids, whatever the case may be, like I imagine that's got to play a little, a little bit in the back of your head, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm human. You know, there's definitely, you know, the older you get, the wiser you get you know, and the wiser you get, the more you understand that, you know, nothing is for sure and nothing is, you know, tomorrow's not promised. And so, yeah, you start to think about these things more, but, you know, ultimately I think um, that's not a concern of mine necessarily. It doesn't, it doesn't play a factor when I go in there, you know, I'd like to be healthy, but, you know, I know the risk involved and I kind of have to be content with, the the situation that I've I've put myself in. And once I find – once I'm able to be content there, then I'm able to, you know, live a little bit more free, I guess.
0: Yeah. I did laugh uh, after the fight when you said, I finally went for a takedown. Everyone could shut up. I cracked up at that one. I thought that was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) – I mean, I just fought one of the best strikers. You know, he's fought so many fights outside of the realm that I ever lived in, you know, his his, (laughs) – Thai background he's trained in that world and you know if if I thought I wasn't successful or finding success in there I would have obviously needed to change routes but I never felt that uh you know I felt that I was a better striker I thought I controlled distance better I thought I could create angles better um you know and I thought I uh was seeing shots you know just unbelievably I saw everything um and I think that's uh I think that the, the biggest factor was me watching his fights. You know, I watched his fights multiple times before this fight. And I've always and never watched fights of my opponents leading up to the fights. I was always concentrating on being my best self. But, it um, you know, watching the fights, understanding the things and the, the repetitiveness that I, that I saw, that I thought I would be able to take advantage of, I think it played a big factor in that.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. You got your, you turned to your wrestling and you kind of had fun with that. But that was the same weekend, I think the dates are right, where uh, your college got another All American. It was funny because they mentioned your name. I was watching the NCAA championship broadcast and they mentioned your name and they're like, you know, Justin Gage, he's the other guy. And I was like, it's kind of funny. Like you talked about the wrestling and then the guy from your college went out there and did his thing. Yeah, not
1: just an All American, but a national champion. Yeah, exactly. The most dominant college wrestler of the season. So it was impressive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, before we move to the future, Justin, I I I, I want to ask you about this. I know you saw it all over the place after your fights. You mentioned at the post fight press conference the whole situation with Michael Bisping, the commentary after the fight. And I know he addressed it, and he didn't. You know, I don't think he said anything negative about it. You know, he understood why you felt the way you felt. Uh, it is what it is. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but can I ask you in the aftermath of that, did you hear his response? And and I don't know if it's necessarily except an apology, like more of just like he understood where you're coming from. So I don't think there's really animosity there, but can I just ask you your reaction on that?
1: I mean, you know, like I said, I wouldn't talk to us for a week after we fight. You know, we're so emotional. And yeah, seeing my teammate lose, you know, definitely made me more emotional. I was, um, I was more... The night before at weigh-ins, they did a Q&A. And I thought he was more, you know, biased in that situation. And so that rubbed me the wrong way. And then so really anything he said was going to piss me off, especially because it was, you know, my teammate was fighting. So I think his assessment is spot on. You know, I think I was, you know, probably over-emotional. I think that I say things that I believe to be true. Um, and I don't think of necessarily the, you know, I didn't mean to throw Michael Bisping under the bus. I thought that he was a biased commentator that night when I was in the back watching it. I thought there were some comments that were made that I thought were unprofessional. But, and I thought it was due to the fact that they were from a common place. And that's all I was saying. I mean, I think that's still... I don't believe that's false. I think that's true. Um, but I also started off by saying I'm more, I'm just as biased or more biased than him. So, you know... <laughs> It is what it
0: is. Yeah. So there's no, there's a like. I have no, I have no ill
1: will will against Michael Bisping. Um, you know, when he caught, he's not my, he's not my favorite commentator. Um, I remember him talking shit about me when I first came in fighting Michael Johnson, and so I'm a pretty petty person. (laughs) And you know, some things you don't forget.
0: Who can I ask? I'm just curious. Who is your favorite commentator? Who do you like calling your fights?
1: I would say Anik. Yeah, I think Anik is uh, his passion
0: is unmatched. Yeah, he's good. He's great at his job. Absolutely great at his job. Um, let's talk about the future, Justin, because now with this win you mentioned making that run at the title again, you're right there. We all know. Uh obviously we don't have a number one contender right now, but Neil Dariush, a guy you train with, it seems like maybe he's gonna fight for that in May against Charles Oliveira. Um, the natural yeah. fit, we're all talking about it, is the rematch with Dustin Poirier. So where are you at? I mean, obviously, you're just coming out of a fight. You're taking a little time off, deservedly so. But uh, where's your head yeah. at? And am I right in thinking it's it's the Poirier rematch?
1: Yeah, I think that's the obvious answer. Um, he's number two. He has no dance partner, and same with me. So, yeah, I think um, you know that fight is a certain, certainly a title con- contention fight. Um, the the winner of the Oliver and and fight, obviously, are going to fight for the title in October. And so, yeah, I need to fight Dustin in August, September, or October to put me on that perfect timeline.
0: Yeah. I I assume, because I know you guys have trained together, and if you want to talk about a guy who has nothing but glowing things to say about you, Benil Darius raves about you every single time I talk to him. Uh, Can I assume you believe if he wins, he deserves that title shot?
1: Oh, like I said, uh, for my circumstance before, if he wins and doesn't get the title shot, then we riot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely so let me ask you this Poirier rematch like it, it it feels like a lifetime ago at this point but we still remember that fight it was such an incredible war and you mentioned it was a little earlier in your career in the UFC um how can I ask like obviously we always talk about you being an exciting fighter and every time Justin Gaethje performs it's must-see television all those kind of things so those are all absolutely still true but how much different do you feel as a fighter now versus the first time you fought Dustin Poirier
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel, you know, I would say night and day. Um, You know, I used to be very emotional. I used to think I needed to to build up this anger to go in there and be the person that I needed to be. And, you know, through all the experience and all these fights, I've understood that it's just, it is who I am. You know, my athletic ability, my intuitive ability to uh, to, 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 operate in the chaos and control the chaos. I think is uh something I've really um been able to hone into and understand that it's it's something that allows me to be the fighter that I need to be. Um but yeah, I think I'm a i am think we're both different fighters. Obviously that was five years ago. Um so yeah, it's um it's a different ballgame, but a fight's a fight. At the end of the day, I think he's got phenomenal skills. He's a hell of a matchup for me and um, you know, nothing short of fight of fight of the century again.
0: Absolutely. I know that you know every fight there's going to be different motivations uh, like and again you've said this to me before about like kind of cutting out the emotional element of it like in terms of not allowing yourself to get overly emotional about fights that's a big thing you work with Trevor Whitman and, and the guys on and I wouldn't say like you had like a, a bunch of animosity with like Michael Chandler necessarily but there was a little bit you know going back and forth and things like do you have, do you feel like it would be a different approach with Poirier the second time's around in terms of your emotion because I don't think there was necessarily bad blood but you do have a loss to the guy and I, I know you want that back
1: yeah I don't I don't think um the emotions I'm speaking of they never have had anything to do with the opponent that I'm fighting I don't allow them to control my thoughts or emotions that's my number one goal in life is to contr- never let that you know not be out of my control so I think um I think um yeah I think it, it's just a I'm, I'm more professional in the way that I approach this whole thing. Um, I don't think anything he says or does, or anything I say or do, will contribute to the way that I fight that night. I think I've obviously experienced in the Tony fight, in this last fight, in the Ito Barbosa fight, the mindset and the the emotions that I need to approach it with. You know, I made a huge mistake in the Oliveira fight, allowing that to to just go out the window, and you know, I'm human and I allowed it to affect me. Um, it is what it is. I wish I could have that one back. That's the, the one that I wish I could have back because of the way that I fought. I still have never watched it because I would never recognize myself in there. And, yeah, so it, it's a crazy game that we play. Sometimes you get caught up um, and you really have to be in control at all times.
0: Before it's all said and done, Justin, you talk about fights you want back with the Oliveira one be the one you want the most. Like before your career's over, one more time with Charles Oliveira.
1: Yeah, I would say so. But, you know, it's more of like a, an impossible scenario where I want to go back to May of 2022 and fight him for the belt on that night and make better choices. That would be a better answer.
0: Yeah. So now with Poirier, you know, you said, you know, you're not a guy who sits there and studies tape and you seriously, you know, you sit there and like break down your opponents. You more focus on yourself. Can I ask, have you seen Poirier's recent fights in terms of the fights with Connor and the fight with Chandler? Have you watched those or did you pay much attention to those?
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the sport. I always watch those fights. I would say that was a big factor that may uh, change this last fight. I watched a lot of physios fights. Um, I watched them on the way to sparring. I watched them um, sitting at my house, you know, just hanging out. Uh, me and Trevor watched them together. And so that was a big change that I made this camp. I really wanted to take that approach and understand more so what I would be facing rather than just concentrating on myself. So yeah, I think that approach is, helped me a lot i think i will watch re-watch a lot of his fights um uh, but i've certainly watched all of them so far
0: yeah and and I, and I said this before you know when we when we see your fights and we see you know we get justin you po- justin gaethje dustin poirier too no one needs to say anything we know what it's going to be we know it's going to be an amazing fight fight of the year all those kind of things but Uh, When you look at that, like, do you feel like this one is going to play? Obviously, you're going to play it out much differently in terms of the win. But, I mean, when you look at his style and you look at where he's improved and where you improved, do you feel like it's not – it's not even necessarily – it's going to be a great fight. We know it's going to be a great fight. But, like, do you feel like you do have a lot more advantages over him now than maybe you did five years ago? Because you guys – obviously, you guys, like, improve and, and you get better and things like that. Yeah. But he's still a great boxer. He was a great boxer back then. You were a great wrestler and kicker and and, and and boxer in your own right back then. You just improved. So do you feel like you've made more improvements than he has when you look at your recent fights?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that I, that I have an answer to that necessarily. I think, you know, fighting is such a crazy game. You know, and it's such a short amount of time. It's 15 minutes or 25 minutes in time. Um, The amount of minutes between now and the time that those 15 or 25 minutes um, transpire, you know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't? uh, It's not a factor. Um, I think that obviously I'm a better, much better fighter than I was when I fought him last time. I think I'm the same fighter. I think I'm just using the skills that I have in a different way. Um, I think he's also just, you know, a better fighter with the confidence that he's gained from, you know, finishing McGregor twice. Um, I think it's styles make matchups and I think it's a hell of a matchup. You know, it's a southpaw versus an versus orthodox fighter. I haven't fought a lot of southpaws in my life. and uh, Naturally, you know, you don't fight a lot of those guys. He's a true southpaw. And so, yeah, it's a different fight.
0: Yeah, and it just seems like it's natural. Like, I know he's responded on social media. It seems like he's into it. We're all into it. I think at this point, it's just a matter of it getting made. Is that, is that, I think it's, I think this is like, it's all, it's all, you've, you've done the matchmaker's job for them.
1: Yeah, I would, I would think so. You know, you know, you can't force anybody to fight. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to fight me, but I'm, you know, he probably doesn't need to ever fight again with how much money he's made. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, I think he'll take it. Some people around me think he won't take it, but you know, all I can do is um, focus on myself in that regard.
0: I was a little surprised. Maybe you heard this because you know just what goes around the sport. I was a little surprised when you know Benil Darius won his last fight and he called for the Dustin fight, and it seemed like a natural number one contenders fight with Dustin coming off the wind over Chandler and poor and, and, um, and uh, McGregor. And then obviously with Benil on the run, he's on and, and and Dustin said something. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Something extends up like, you know, he wasn't interested. He was interested in bigger fights, bigger names, things like that. And that to me kind of me. It was like, well, what are we after? Like, if it's just about money, great. I have no problem. If you fight for tons of money, that's great. You're a prize fighter. But obviously Benil to me was the guy to go through to get the title shot. Um, is there maybe a little bit of concern? I mean, I'm not going to try to put words in your mouth here, Justin. But is there concern that maybe Dustin wouldn't take this fight?
1: I mean, obviously that's always a concern. You know, I need I need a dance partner, and if they say no, then there's literally nothing I can do about it. I'm not concerned personally because about Dustin specifically because I think I think he's not done fighting. I think he's still going to want to fight. I think I'm a big fight, a big name, like uh, to win-win for both of us you know, in regards to fighting, uh, you know, the top echelon of this sport. And so I don't think that um, I think I bring more to the table than that specific matchup at that time. So I don't think that um, I don't think he would take the same course when it comes to making the choice. The only thing is, I you know, obviously anybody that stepped in there comes out with a lot of damage. And so you ask yourself, do you, you know, do you want to take that risk? Um, Do I need to take that risk? And, you know, I can't be sure that the answer is yes, but I hope
0: so. Yeah, absolutely. And I said this right after your win. I said it on my podcast, Justin. I said that there are a handful of fights that can headline a pay-per-view that don't have a title on the line. And listen, I know the UFC is going to make that decision. I'm sure you're going to be fine with it. But this needs to be five rounds, I feel like. I don't know if it will go five rounds, but I feel like it needs to go five rounds. Or it needs to be five rounds, and I feel like this is a, a this is the kind of fight that can headline a pay per view. Am I am I right in my thinking? I don't
1: completely disagree with you. I think yes, that is the case. However, I prefer three rounds. You know because it's you know ten minutes less of fighting. <laughs> um, I get paid pretty much the same amount no matter if it's a three or five round fight. If they were to break what I make. It's a thirds and then add add two thirds on the end pay ads, and pay me that then I'll fight five rounds any day. I think it would be worth it then. Um I think the most dangerous rounds are the fourth and fifth round, but I also think that's when um the elite caliber of fighter is or the better fighter is more obvious. So I'm um, I can argue both both ways. My coach wants five rounds. If this last fight was five rounds, there would have never been a dispute. On the win or loss, you know, I believe I won all three rounds. However, some couple of the first two rounds were technically close. Um, so, yeah, that was, that's always a risk, you know, three round fights are dangerous when it comes to the scoring criteria.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, not that it matters at this point anything, but I thought you pretty clearly won rounds two and three. If you want to argue around one, sure, but two and three were definitely yours. I didn't really see a controversy there. Not that like, not that my opinion matters much, but I didn't really see any controversy in the second and third round, especially.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's so fast, you know, and um, it's hard to distinguish the, the thud that bodies make when they collide. Um, you know, hitting an elbow probably sounds very similar to hitting a head. Um, two shoulders colliding sounds very similar to a head getting hit. Um but hard to distinguish what is actually creating damage, what's landing clean, as opposed to what's landing on the shoulders or getting blocked by elbows. And so you know, I see how I see how the, the human eye can tell you that he's creating and forcing these collisions. Um, but you know, when I watch it, I see myself not getting hit pretty much at all. Or, you know, like the body shots. He never really landed a super effective body shot. I never felt my body get compromised in there. But again, how can you tell somebody? How can you tell anybody that? Yeah. When it looks when it looks like it hurts.
0: Yeah, absolutely correct. No, you're absolutely right. Um you mentioned the timeline uh, again, you know, right now you deserve a little, you know, downtime. You know, now obviously with Islam expected to fight in October. So you're saying August, September, October like is there a perfect would there be a perfect timeline for you to fight or is it just a matter of you want to be close to the Islam fight, so you can time it in terms of getting a title. Because obviously UB be Dustin Poirier, it's a title shot. I mean, I don't think there's any I don't think anyone would debate that. Um, uh, and obviously with the winner of Benil and Oliveira seemingly like the other guy uh to get the fight in October. So do you have an ideal timeline for fighting again?
1: I mean, I would say October, however, I I really don't want to go to Abu Dhabi. As much as I love being in that place. I was there during COVID, so I'm sure it'd be different. But you know, eleven hour time difference. I would like to avoid. However, if that's if that's the situation that I'm that I'm going to deal with, then I'll then I'll be happy. You know, to make it happen. I need to be on the same timeline. I need to fight the winner of the fight in October. So whether that happens in October, September, or August, September or October, then I think it works out just fine. So I would say any of those months, ideally, and um, it could even be November, December because there's you know after that fight there's still going to be need to be a clear contender and i think that fight would do just the same if it was after
0: yeah well you fought Dhabi. also just traveled to england like i'm sure it'd be nice to just fight in vegas right like just to go just to go to vegas for a fight or something right like not not have to deal with the uh not have to deal with all the travel
1: i'm pretty due for a vegas fight
0: yeah what do you listen i'm uh, just playing i'm just playing matchmaker Uh, i'm sorry go ahead
1: that was one of that's one of my favorite spots to fight. It's the, the fight capital of the world to me. And I love being there and being in the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. I, I said only a certain number of non-title fights could headline cards. I think what do you what do you think? Connor and, and McGregor and Justin and Dustin maybe get and get some pay-per-view points in the back end? I don't know. Maybe you know, get you a little extra pay. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Nah, they ain't giving me no pay-per-view points, you know that. <laughs>
0: I think they should. I think they, I think they should give you a lot of things, Justin. I said that I think, when I put out that bonus thing. I was like, I think they should give you ten times that much. I mean, come on now.
1: I'm. I mean, I'm right there with you, but that's that's not the game we're playing.
0: Yeah. Well, whenever it whenever it happens, we know it's going to be must see television. And I, I, again, I'm with you on the three round thing, but selfishly, I'm like, this is the main event of a pay per view. I mean, it's just but an incredible I fight. Be,
1: I think it needs to be five rounds, especially with the um. You know, what where it leads to. It's leading to a title fight. I think, you know, these fights should be fought for five rounds. But again, I need to be compensated for those those two two rounds.
0: Absolutely. No, you're absolutely correct. And I think those are those are little things that get lost in the conversation, right? Like we talk about main events, five round fights. We don't think about mm-hmm. the extra the extra, you know, what goes into what you're earning for those five round fights. Like that, you know, those are yeah, little things you, we don't really think about.
1: They give you twenty five thousand extra. For five round fights or main events, I don't even know if you're a co-main event for a five round fight. They might try to not even give you that. But you know, as much as 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 bad as it sounds, that twenty five thousand isn't enough. It ain't enough.
0: Yeah, no, it isn't. Absolutely not. I think I think there should be. I think when it's like I think your last you know whatever it is like seven for six seven fights. I think they need to immediately one thing they need to up the bonuses whenever you fight from 50 to a hundred grand easy, like it's just be doubled whenever Justin Gaethje fights. And uh, like I said, and again, I'm not going to get into the whole pay dispute thing. I have a lot of thoughts on that, but uh, you know, like I said, the entertainment value you give us every time you step in there. And this goes across the board. I think fighters universally should get more, but a guy like yourself, man, like you're the guy, when you retire, you should retire with like four houses and 10 cars and uh, you know, easily eight figures in the bank and all those kind of things. Cause that's the kind of performance you put on, and the entertainment you've given. You've given us millions upon millions of dollars of entertainment. Uh, I think you should be compensated millions of millions of dollars in return.
1: It's a, it's a growing process. Um, my coach Luke fought in the UFC in the early 2000s for like two and two. Um, so it's um, the next Justin Gaethje in the next era. will certainly have what you just described. And, you know, as shitty as it sounds, I, I think I deserve that. But, you know, I'm happy to to make the way for the next athlete to, to be able to, to, to have that.
0: Yeah. Last thing before I let you go, Justin, I almost forgot to mention with this last fight you talked about uh, after your last one, you had the nose surgery. This is your first fight since then. How did the, how did it, how did it make a difference? How did you feel with the nose uh, being actually fixed now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I made a lot of choices, um, this fight to to put myself in, into the position that I needed to put myself to be perfect. Um, the nose was a big one, and I think it helped in my training sessions. I think it helped me gain the capacity that I needed to gain. And, yeah, I felt amazing um, on fight night. I felt amazing leading up to fight night. Obviously, your body's so torn down and broken down from the training camp. But when you take that week and it's just concentrating on cutting weight, really, um, you know, you're not banging elbows, banging knees, getting hit. Um, I was able to really, you know, enjoy being in such good shape. And that was, I think that came probably mostly from my nose.
0: Yeah, well that's awesome to hear. Justin, thank you so much for the time, man. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully next time we talk, it's when the fight with Dustin Poirier is official for later yeah. this year again. I think it's the only one that makes sense, and I think it's just a no-brainer at this point. I don't wanna, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak, but I think we all know that should be what's coming. Uh, so thank you for the time. And I and I and w I, I wanna say it sincerely, like thank you for the entertainment, man. I don't think we said enough when you go out there and put your body and brain on the line every time and we talk about being the most exciting fighter in the world. Man, thank you for entertaining us, man. It was another amazing fight and uh, i personally can't wait to see you fight again
1: yes sir i appreciate it uh just know that i absolutely love it so don't worry about me
0: (laughs) i appreciate Justin. we'll talk soon all right all right later man all right bye-bye recording stop more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep
1: track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals